Are you getting the surgery? I'm working on it. Do you have do you have people? Do you have medical people? I got guys. <laughs> I need a surgery. No problem, Holmberg. Don't tell anybody. The Caliendo cast with Frank Caliendo. John Holmberg. You know what? That's good enough. You can't get shoulders in <laughs> Phoenix without going through me. Yeah, I have uh, the, the direct cryo was pretty great. The stuff was good. So So you got you got your you got it frozen? What? Oh yeah. Frozen. I, I went to cry oh. Uh oh. <laughs> so it went so we lost audio and then we lost everything. First off, so everybody knows charge it. You think that's what it is? I don't know what that computer is used for because he had a sticky note. I'm, Rich. I was amazed that you knew that that was what that was. He's told that story before. How uh, something that Megan read one time about the camera just being on, even though the the computer's not on. Right. So ever since then, she's put a post-it note on the on the camera. Uh, yeah, you know what? I uh, Zuckerberg does that too, right? Zuckerberg yep. has. Yeah. I know a lot of people that do that. Actually, they're yeah, uh, highly afraid of people. Random usually, people. but usually if they get on a Zoom call, they notice it. You should notice that. That would be the one thing. <laughs> the one little flag holding up on your on your laptop. That tells you the, his level of focus for this podcast. Um, <laughs> once we get him back, if we get him back. Um, all right. Well, let's see what's going on. We'll, we'll, we'll edit. We'll oh, pause. there he is. There he oh. is. Just as I was about to say, let's edit this because... <laughs> We're going to edit it still. <laughs> oh, there's connected to audio. There you go. Did no, you I charge the laptop? The laptop's charged. I don't, I don't know what the fuck just happened. I scooted it over and the whole thing shut off. It's like, you know, what would have been better is if the screen had just frozen after you're talking about cryo, uh, that would have been, is he doing it? I can't. He was, <laughs> I saw the movement. That stillness that That's you good. could in the wild, you could get away from quite a few different animals your thirst betrayed you and so did your fan oh, there was a little giggle the fan's a killer the fan destroys my dreams oh, i didn't say i didn't even look it's so dark on my screen i didn't notice it that's what i'm going with yeah i got no, sorry you, you knew from last time i just can't remember shit is the audio okay on this thing it's good yeah. as good as you normally are because you're a little yellow kind of big birdie yeah your huh. your hands are affecting the light now yeah, yeah it changes john just comes and goes what in the world? Now you're powder. That's kind of cool. <laughs> because I live in 1994 or so. What year was powder? You know, John? I had to be about 92, 93. Yeah. I'm going to look so it up. My, so I'd have been a fairly current reference going back just a year or two. In During 94. the early days of the Clinton administration, that would have knocked out an entire audience, making a powder joke about a bald guy. Oh, now it just makes us mad. <laughs> so, uh, you don't you don't need the surgery because you've had you oh, no. talked about it before here. I need oh, you do it. need the surgery. I've had the last few nights have been uh, is maybe an hour sleep total and 15, 20 minutes at a time. I, I dozed off on the couch when I got home for like 20 minutes. I wake up moaning and the moaning wakes me and I'm like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, it's me. Is it right or left shoulder? Both. Worst part. Are you going to have both of them done? Not the same time, but yeah. No, you're having them both done at the same Double time. Double which I, I asked actually if I could do that, uh -huh. and they said no, they won't, because it's eight weeks of rehab per arm. I just think oh. I just think you're an experiment. I think that would be great. What I would love to do both. I would do it in a second. It wouldn't even phase me. It, I would. I the more I read about it, the more I want it. But yeah. you know, make airports a pain in the ass. That's about it. So That's one more time, it's your fascia in both shoulders, or you've got labrum issues. No, it's my it's the bones. It's osteoarthritis. That's just Toledo showing off yeah. anatomy. Well, fascia, yeah, fascia is just your the, the, the stuff that's under your skin. Yeah, don't do it. Uh, uh, John, is it uh, plantar fasciitis? <laughs> yeah, it's me being shorter. You probably went to the uh, podiatrist this afternoon for your shoulders. That's probably Homework's got a shoulder. <laughs> when did that happen, by the way? That they stopped saying an injury. The word injury was just dropped, and uh, and they just say he's got a groin, he's got a shoulder. Yeah, 
Well, that's the best is the, the Mike Tomlin press conference at the end. We'll start off with a couple of injuries. Stephon Tewitt's got a back. <laughs> Mike Hilton has a back. We'll assess that as it goes. Everybody else bumps and bruises associated with play. Question. It's like everyone's got a back. I feel like you go full geometry. You just he's got a back. Uh, T.J. Watt's got a side. <laughs> Here's a lower level injury opposed to the upper. Level. That's what they started it in hockey when they said lower body injuries. John Connor's got a parallelogram. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh it's, my goodness it's definitely a new thing because they don't want to give up too much for that you know who that's for too is the gamblers oh everything's for the gamblers isn't that crazy even the coaches are like you know hockey started the whole lower body injury thing because gamblers said stop telling details of these injuries unless it's unless he's out didn't you say belichick was on that too because he would they were forcing him to say what the injury was he would just say he's got a lower body yeah, well, Belichick did it, too, because he's always thinking that somebody's – he's lying. Mm-hmm. He always lies. So the other team thinks that, you know, Wes Welker had, you know, a broken foot, and he's just fine. So he was just lying. Well, someday I'm going to be a real boy. Uh, but until then, I'm just going to – you're doing the freezing thing again. Damn Fans man. moving. I saw it. By the way, Powder, 1995. 95? <laughs> 95, wow. so I was a future teller. I was a soothsayer. Now, that would have been hilarious. Not to anybody but you, but you're like, you guys just wait. Because a year later when I'm laughing, I'm like, I get Frank's joke now. That's, That's what I do. I tell future comedy. I do future comedy. Somebody told me when I first started shaving my head, they're like, you look like Campbell Scott. And I'm like, oh, in that movie, Dying Young. And I'm like, oh. Nobody's ever given me a compliment that's like, you look like this very handsome young man without adding in the time he played a cancer victim. Well, like you referred to a little bit before, the, anybody with a shaved head, I remember Mike Lucas talking about this, a comedian, that people thought he was a neo-Nazi or something in the, in the 90s, yep. maybe even the 2000, if you're a white guy with a bald head, but now it's chic. It's, I tried uh, to tell people, when I first did it, it was the mid-90s, and I, and I tried to tell people, like, I kind of understood for just a split second, what it's like to have to like to experience racism. Yeah. Because before this was a thing, you'd go in places and you get followed by cops. Uh, convenience stores hated me like for a year. They just assume you're up to no good. Right. I remember because I was stealing from them. It wasn't because I was bald. My brother had a uh, gruffy, gruff beard uh, right after 9-11. And he's fair complected and everything, but he had a fairly long hair and a little bit of a beard and he was stopped everywhere. His name is also Rico, but uh, he was stopped at airports all the time. Like people, he was all constantly um, slowed down in life by any type of security. But now that look is pretty common. It's uh, the beards. That's the weird thing. Like bin Laden and the whole lot attack us become like the enemy of this generation. It would be like in the 50s if everybody grew a little Hitler mustache. We all grew big, bushy hipster beards that looked just like our enemy. And it was only Michael Jordan with that mustache. And, and then Jordan was the only one. I know Jordan's friends were like, you're so popular, you can wear the Hitler and no one's. And people, and it still didn't work. And it's, it was crazy. But like we all grew Al-Qaeda beards like shortly after and called it hipster. It, I mean, it's the opposite of whatever has happened in the past. Nobody's ever dressed up as, you know, Castro and walked around in Miami for years. It was, it, you just didn't do it. But we did for some reason after we got after we got 9-11. Yeah. I mean, it's sometimes it's just the if you see it enough, it'll 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 take off. It's just <laughs> is that it? If you yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> enough of these mustaches and people be like, you know what? It's just so voluminous. I have to accept it as good. Hold on, I don't even voluminous. Yeah, isn't that the special metal uh, from uh, Black Panther? Yeah, 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 I thought so because you're such a huge superhero. Vibranium, aluminum foil. Toledo gets it. You're just looking at me like, ah, that part sucks. Cut it. That movie's stunk. Go back to your powder jokes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, just so people know. in the next, because uh, I'd mentioned Gary V. Gary V is going to come up in a special little episode that you didn't want to have any part of, uh, which was which ended up being a lot of fun. 
uh, for me because it just became a therapy session. And we did get into talking about you, John, and how you dislike the internet. And oh, yeah. I and the key the key the key to it was I told Gary V that you're happy. He goes, well, that's fine. That's great. That's it. He's he's like he's happy like that. It's great. Okay. Yeah. And that was done. He's like, we don't even need to talk about this anymore, really, because if he's happy. That's how he should be. And then he you know, told me I should just take comments from people um, and use them in a fun way to uh, obliterate people. And I was like, I've thought about it. He's like, you got to stop talking. You got to stop thinking. And you got to start doing. Got Stop talking. Start making it happen. I was like, uh, I know. That's what it is. You got something out of it, though? Yeah, I, I actually, I mean, I, it's some stuff I needed to hear. Um I'd heard some of the stuff before. But when he tells it to you, and he's, he's a, I mean, he's, he, Listen, when somebody's got that much money, I just care all of a sudden. Yeah. It's 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 on Twitter and stuff like that. It's the blue check marks, blue check mark whore. I'm a billionaire whore. Even if you're close, even if you you can round up to billionaire, I'm I'm just listening. But he's he was pretty real. Toledo, you listened. He's he's real. I mean, he's it's oh, yeah. not he's got some he's got a little a couple of the sayings and things like that, but they don't come across like cheesy. And he's some of the stuff he talks about, because he does motivationally speak, but I think he's fallen into that um, from the internet. Yeah. And it's just way to make more money. Um, but uh, his overall goal at the end, I don't want to give it away, but uh, that was interesting to me that he wants to. Uh, he wants to. I'll say what he wants to do. He wants to buy a sports team and run it. That's what he'd really like to do. He's real life ballers. Yes. Yeah. He's Spencer Strasmore. You're not familiar with. He's yeah. No, that's uh, I, I've seen a little bit with Jay Glazer on there. Yeah, yeah, I can I can make the Rock do anything. I'm going to try something here. Yeah, you do that. That's, that's <laughs> your next billionaire to get is the Rock, then Frank. Okay, I'll work on the Rock. No. <laughs> can you smell what the Rock is cooking? Kylie Jenner is the next billionaire. Oh, there you go. No, no, they they said that was fake. They said that's I not even close. Said, Who's they? Said, Round up there. a lot of people. A lot of people have been saying that it's fake. Kylie Jenner is a man. <laughs> no, no, that's the other one. She's sir. a man, baby. That's the other one. That's the other. What are you fixing? What are you working on during the show? Wait uh, a second. Did you just change computers so you're going to be on twice? Yeah. You want to double up? Do multiple angles. <laughs> but you're going to get two oh, audio. Yes. We're going to get double audio. I just want you to see audio. Yeah, that's what oh, you need to do. Oh, he's muting one. This, this, see, this is why we need video again, Frank. Oh, I'm, I'm up for it. I'm up for it, especially because I'm going to put Gary V stuff up for sure. <laughs> but why, why are we doing this, John? Just so you can try. You're trying to see if you can catch yourself turning your head. I, I know what you're doing. You're trying to see how quick you are. I'm trying to see. Oh, go on, Frank. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that actually works. <laughs> it does work. Uh, when I talk to Toledo, I'll look this way. When I talk to Frank, I'll look at this. Way. But I, I'm paying attention to wrong John. <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't hear you. No, 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 no. You can't. No, it doesn't. It does. John, where John, you're looking, it doesn't here. determine what you hear. Yeah, that's great stuff. No. Uh, what? No. This is better. Yeah, it's way better. Thank you for improving the show. <laughs> now you're breakdancing, yeah, and you don't want to do TikTok. No, not right. no. You're this is a TikTok. That's that's no, what that's I, what you don't understand. I'm taking this video, and you are a TikTok. Okay, make TikTok, me a You don't stop. Can you believe this guy over stop there? Drop. <laughs> I can hear you. <laughs> this guy. I can hear you. <laughs> but the, yeah, the billionaire thing is always interesting to me because I'm the same way, but they sometimes aren't that knowledgeable. That's the thing that bothers me because a lot of them fell into their own world of how to get there. There's no teaching that. Okay. So in my, in my research of him, which I actually did because I didn't want to look like a complete fool as per normal, um, <laughs> He talks about a lot of, and one of the things I wanted to get into, he had limited time because he had business calls to take. Oh. Um, but uh, he gets into the fake entrepreneurship. He gets into how fake all the people are on the internet and the Lamborghini entrepreneurs. He's like, you don't, don't want to fucking that Lamborghini. You know, who the fuck cares? And he's a guy who walks around in sweatshirts and, uh, 
you know, one yeah, of the they big. They don't show it. The most most true billionaires aren't showing it. I've told you that story about Warren Buffett before, right? Where I did a show for Warren Buffett for some stockholder meeting, and he 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 was disheveled completely. The suit didn't look like it fit. Like he'd just gotten it from Goodwill and tried it on. And then uh, we, I took a picture with him. He goes, "You're the comedian. Here, hold my wallet. Now that's funny." And that was this, this whole thing that I was just this low-level comedian who was actually getting paid thousands and thousands of dollars from him. But to him. It's change. Yeah, I asked Mark Cuban how much money he can get out of an ATM because I saw him at an ATM at a Suns game. And he said, just like you, 500 bucks. And I'm like, there's got to be, there's got to be a round that you're just like, come on. The the card has to have an extra chip that just goes, he can have everything in the box. He's Mark Cuban. It's Mark Cuban. You're right. (laughs) All right, let's get into some uh, some NFL stuff. Um, Okay, let's do that. You're really excited about the the Steelers. Are they only are they the only unbeaten now? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Because the Seahawks, Richard's team. Uh, I've been saving that so he didn't. I didn't let Richard talk about it at all. Yeah, about the thing that happened on Sunday night. I don't know what you guys are talking about. The yeah. loss is that where we're going? Because <laughs> I'm lost too. I I was looking at the wrong John. <laughs> I, I was I was looking at uh, uh, Sunspot John is what I was looking at. Yeah, right, no, that that's perfect placement. You right underneath the fan. Yeah, yeah it does look like this look like one of, like Spanky McFarland from the Little Rascals with the little propeller on the. Don't fake freeze double. So well, let's get into the Steelers first because they look really good. They that's do. A, uh, mild concern about my Steelers is that, and I think it has something to do with the crowds, is that they tend to get comfortable and take their foot off the gas. I don't think there's, they did it with the Texans. They did it with the Eagles. And in this Titans game, the only one they didn't do it was the Browns. And I think that's more because the Browns just, the Browns got slapped and realized, oh, we're not that upper echelon. We're an also ran. And I think the one good thing Browns fans can walk away from, from the Steeler beatdown is, they realized that day they're not, they're not as good as everybody thinks they are. And the old Browns would have just tanked. I think this new Browns team's like, oh, we've got work to do rather than just fall apart. Well, I now with the, without Odell, it's probably going to help them. It's going to um, be better. Yeah, because they're going to, Baker Mayfield's going to spray around the ball and they have no pressure on just. Yeah. We well, talked Nick- on, this, on this podcast when they got Odell, we said, now Baker's going to force the ball. He's got too many weapons, and he's too young. He already forces it. So the Odell thing was like, oh, great. One of them's going to be barking in his ear. To their credit, Landry and Odell didn't, except for when they were getting their asses kicked. But the, the Steelers and Titans game, every time the, the crowd noise is not a factor, it seems like they just get complacent and let a big play or, or something stupid. And there was a lot of weird bounces in that uh, Steeler-Titans game that normally don't happen. Um, in the first half, the Titan, uh, Tannehill threw a ball that got a good, good defense, got tipped, and ended up getting caught by a Titans receiver. And I text a friend, I'm like, this is going to be one of those days where just you know, we played the Broncos a couple years ago, and uh, Xavier Grimble was running towards the end zone and got tackled on the one and fumbled, and the ball trickled out of bounds in, into the end zone and then was barely out of the end zone. Well, that's a touchback going to the other team. And I just remember saying, this is one of those games. And the Titans game had me worried. The Steelers do. When they look good, they look really good. Um, we'll see this weekend. That Ravens team is the the litmus test for the AFC right now, uh, aside from the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's just, you know, you said the they don't have that killer instinct all the time. Maybe it's just Mike Tomlin being empathetic. Do you think that's... <laughs> I'm starting to feel sorry for the other side. I'm going to go ahead, pull the dogs off for a minute. You let them score once. We like adversity. We accept that. That's a challenge we like. Question? That's what you call a casual setup, Chachi. <laughs> By the way, Dennis Miller wants to do the show again. Well, I said oh, after good. the election. I said after the election. Right, so you can call me Remus again. <laughs> um, Sucking on Frank's teeth. Uh, I did. I, I, call, I called into his podcast and... He just crushed me again. I was talking about how he doesn't usually crush me, but on the podcast, he crushed me. So then he's like, he started crushing. And it was, 
Come know. on, Frank, wake the fuck up. Thank you. You just have to understand something. You're more talented than everybody. I mean, who's got a beanbag in there? How old are you, Chachi? Did you just finish your milk and cookies? Just don't understand it, Billy. Yeah, he uh, he got you, but he was right the whole time, and it wasn't attacking you. No. He, he was just talking about a motivational speaker. If he was a billionaire, you'd have been all ears. Oh, I wanted God. to get back to that before. Uh, the fun thing about yesterday or whenever you interviewed the uh, the entrepreneur, the billionaire, um, you text me and said, uh, got to do this at a certain time with a guy you're not even interested in. So I'll just do it alone. I knew you wouldn't. But it was actually I, 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 I knew you. Did, listen, I, I can tell the people that you have a little more interest in. And uh, no, I could give some names. I'll tell you if you're interested or not. OK, go. People I have never heard of. I'm not that interested in immediately, yeah. but I can learn to like them. No, but I just felt like, I just felt like you wouldn't be into it. And I just, uh, just I <laughs> really didn't want you to be a part of it. So I was leading the witness on it. I was like, Hey, you, this is something, you know, really, I got to, I got this, I, you know, who's calling in. I just, uh, Mike Jordan. Uh, you probably wouldn't have any interest in that. Uh, like Ben Rothelsbergen. Hmm. No. No. Sounds no. European. I'm not. Let's you do that one. Bergen sounds European. Sounds ventriloquizy. Rossless Bergen. <laughs> um. Yeah, but the Steelers being six and zero is pretty uh, awesome. It's never happened in uh, my lifetime. Really? Yeah. And, See, and it, that's odd to me because I picture them as such a winning franchise as I picture you, uh, right. which might be your new nickname, the winning franchise. <laughs> and now. The winning franchise, John Homer. I put it in my little Twitter or the, whatever this Zoom thing. Just one little, of the, yeah. just one of your cameras. Yeah, well, one camera. but the um, yeah, the that that's shocking to even me because you know in my forty-eight years, I think the Steelers have had six losing seasons. That's unbelievable. Yeah, and uh, and none in the past 13, 14. So you start looking at. Uh, well, God, even more than that, the last 16. Yeah, um, they said so on Sunday what it was. I, I was write it down. Was, well, the last losing season we had was 2003. And I think they were 6-10. and 10. Um, Eight and eight is Tomlin's worst year. He's now uh, – and in two weeks, he's going to guarantee that this won't be a losing season. And that will put him at 14 straight years without a losing season. That ties him with Bill Walsh. Or he just had no, it's uh, yeah, it's Bill Walsh and uh, Don Shula, which is wow. unbelievable. And he doesn't get the credit he deserves. And it's because you know, Don Shula didn't just rope in Super Bowl after Super Bowl, he was he got a couple early and then nothing for years, decades. And uh, you know, I the, the, the credit he should get is strong. And the people in Pittsburgh don't give Mike Tomlin, they they won with Cash team, he's never done nothing with not of his own talent. It's like, and, and, and even if he won it this year, they'd be, well, he still had Ben, and that's Cowher's guy. They get weird about Bill Cowher being the reason Mike Tomlin's successful. And I'm yeah, one of the. Let, 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 me, uh, let me do a not so smooth transition. Would Bill Cowher get emotional about that? <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I just want to see it. I saw him. Give, give my Tom on his too. I mean, this guy, he's earned it. And it's uh, something that makes me feel down right in my heart, get deep down inside there. And I want my Tom to be the guy that everybody looks at says he's better than Bill Cowell because that'd make me feel good. 16 years here at CBS, 16 years with a Steelers. Nobody's better than my Tom on this for sure. Has he been there at CBS for 16 years? 15, 15 years. Yeah, at least. He left, in, he left in 06. So what is that? It's his 15th year. God. Yeah. How about that? I don't. I listen. The last 15, 16 years has been a blur. Then I don't even. Uh, Ridiculous how fast this is all going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until this year, then it just slowed down. Now, as you guys watching, because I'm biased, as you guys watching football, uh, just fans of football and not necessarily Steeler nuts, and you're a Seahawks fan, do you see the Steelers as like, oh my, that's a. Uh, that's a, le- a legitimate all-around team that can give the Chiefs and Ravens a run. I definitely did on Sunday, watching them manhandle the Titans for three quarters before kind of letting them back in. The Just Titans the way they, that, that, I, 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 
expected them to come back. I just didn't think we, I mean, once that momentum swung and the Titans have done it every week this year, yeah. get into lulls and then they just charge back. I'm just happy they stopped Derrick Henry. That was, right. the, that was, that, huge. that was yeah. a huge thing. I think Vrabel's a good coach. That's yeah, what really I think. Really good. Really good. And that's why I think he makes adjustments at the half. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's the way they play. Some of these, uh, some coaches are good right at the beginning. You know, Gruden, Gruden's been that way, especially where the first, you know, the scripted plays are incredible. And then I don't know if he hasn't had the, the personnel or what uh, in the past. It looks like they're turning the corner now. But you see how teams in the first half can just kind of look like they're feeling everything. That's a classic Belichick, right? Mm-hmm. You, they feel like they're feeling out the beginning, uh, the other team for the first half. And the second half, you're like, oh, they just figured everything out. And now they're nickel and diming and uh, threading needles and just getting every kind of uh, cliche in, in there. <laughs> That's what they work on is their cliche. cliches. They get like 10 cliches. They lead the league in cliches. There's no question they're the best. I mean, uh, pro they're football. Leading the league in cliches. One of 32nd. But, yeah, the uh, – uh, I, to answer before you go on, to answer your question, I think the Steelers look legitimate. They they look like a team that could win it all right now. Um, they could beat anybody. Yes, yeah. on the, but, at the things yeah. have to go right, uh, but that's with anybody, right? I mean, certain. Um, I'm plays so close to bounce the right way. I know too many flaws. Like when you're when you're as big a fan as I am, you, and you do it with the Seahawks, Rich. Is yep. that you? We're, we're, we're beaten here. Every play, you want to be perfect. You see all of their mistakes and all their bad calls and everything else, and it kind of lives with me and the friends I watch with. So it's kind of a – I always see them as like, ooh, we're not that level of – you know, we're not the best team in football. So it's weird for me to see them number one in the power rankings, even though, you know, because I'm looking at Tampa Bay right now, and I still have my – I still have the look at that as like – in three weeks' time, that's going to be the best. How time. would Bruce Arians feel about that? I tell you what, Dad, I think you got it right on the money, right? And I think you got that transition right on the money. That's what that, that's right there. That, that's Tom Brady delivering the ball on the money uh, to Mike Evans, even if he's only eighty percent. I say right there. And we're, then we're going to Antonio Brown. We're going to make that's going to make us something. Give me a little crown royal, and I'd get a But that's all, folks. I think he needs to have uh, one of his players be named Chicken Hawk. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a, I say, son, that's a, that's a chicken hawk, son. That's what that's what that's what that is, there, daddy. Come on, come on, make it, make it happen. Come on, sonny. Bruce Arians was one of my uh, one of my assistants when I was there in Pittsburgh. So technically, if he wins a Super Bowl there in Tampa Bay, the people in Pittsburgh will sit because of me. I got, I got, I, I got Ben Roethlisberger sacked more times than <sighs> Donald Trump at a in, in Russia. Come on, that's a sack joke. That's a sack joke right there. Come on. Come on, Daddy. I know. I got myself. I don't know where Donald Trump came from, but you don't be a motherfucker, John. You, you saw me get caught, and I I worked my way out of it, just like Tom Brady works his way out of a hole, Daddy. <laughs> and so does Trump, actually. Well, I've worked my way out of a lot of holes. <laughs> it cost me about one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Give it to Stormy Daniels. Work a lot of holes, good holes, and, of- and it's I like to call that sexual bankruptcy. <laughs> SB. Moral bankruptcy leads to sexual bankruptcy. It's very bad. Very bad. A lot of people say it, but you know, but they're not always right. Not always right. Speaking of SB, let's get back to Super Bowl talk. So, uh, so yeah, I was. I still think the Titans are in play. That's a good team, and that running once it gets cold is going to be the difference. That's the thing I'm happiest with with the Steelers outside of their defense is their their running attack is closing games. And, and we're, we're uh, managing the clock. That The thing in the Titans game that got so bad, the Steelers owned the first halftime of possession, which I think is essential to beat a team like the Chiefs and certainly to beat a team like Baltimore. So I, I look at that. There's a four-horse race there in the AFC. I don't really see anyone in the AFC East. The Patriots are a disaster. Um, and Cam Newton is what we thought he was after last well, year. Well, what you thought he was. I thought he had a chance, but it, it, turned, it just it fell apart. It's- I thought he was going to prove me wrong, and then he just had a flash. I still think he can play well. I just he didn't have any weapons there. They don't have any. They got nothing. Right. But I was I was rooting for him. I you know you were rooting against him, but I was rooting for him. Uh, I just I, I I for some reason I want to see Belichick win too. I know that's against your mantra as well. I just do. I just I don't know what it is. I did at the beginning of the year want Belichick to do better than Tom Brady. Let me but, say this. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I kind of wanted them both to do well. That does. That's typical me. Not picking your mother. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> I just decided. I just realized Belich- Belichick is Homelander from the boys. Like you're rooting yes. for him. You're going, God, God. Why do I want this guy to succeed? He's horrific. But I, all the time. I do want to see him standing on the top corner of Gillette Stadium in the moonlight, jerking off. <laughs> In that arch. <laughs> back to Belichick and Homelander, I am actually willing to accept. Steve, Steve, grab me a towel. Be right back. So you think you're, you, you, what are you don't know you're doing it. <laughs> and we wonder why the shoulder's injured. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel good today. So Probably. you feel good going up against the Chiefs? No. <laughs> Let <laughs> me perfectly honest. No, that is a good football team. The Le'Veon Bell signing, uh, he's just a perfect fit. And to use Le'Veon Bell as a backup, I mean, the Steelers can tip, they, they can be happy they won the Le'Veon Bell fight. That whole thing about, will you guarantee my money, this, that, and the other? And they're like, go get your money. You're either going to win here our way or you're leaving. And they proved that the, that the reason they've had six or seven losing seasons in 50 years is because of their mentality never changing. They're a quality franchise for a reason. They don't cave into players' demands. He goes to the Jets, he stinks. Going to the Chiefs, that's a different animal. I mean, and... and, and well, he average 6.2 yards a carry or something like it, that? He doesn't have to do anything. There's zero expectations. He's got his money. And so now you get, you know, you get a guy who's in there for 15 carries and he's averaging five a carry and he's your backup. And, and also... Then- your, your second best wide receiver. I mean, this guy is people yeah. forget how good he is at. And know. then when the playoffs come and he's fully integrated, yeah, no, lights out. They are horrifying. The good thing is their defense is <clears throat> very average. Yeah. Uh, and the colder it gets, the more they're going to give. You say that, but Denver was snowing on Sunday and that defense shined. I know it's Denver, but come on. Drew Lock doesn't scare anybody. That's Denver. If they played in a, in a cold physical game, that defense gets pushed around. The Steelers have – the Titans do too, but I was really impressed. The Steelers moving the offensive and defensive lines of both Cleveland and Tennessee so easily. Their fronts are really strong. I think Baltimore just got – I think Baltimore might be the best team. I hate to say that. Really? Well, what I'm they – I'm not buying did, it. Nah. What they did this week on defense when they got uh, Ngakwe or whatever that guy's name is from Minnesota, yeah. they stole him. You just rebuilt the best parts of the front of that Jaguars defense that almost went to the Super Bowl two years ago. You've got Judon, Ngakwa, and uh, Campbell uh, right up front there. I mean, they're horrifying. And and then Patrick Queen's coming on. Their defense just got really, really good. And that's because the Steelers and Ravens are constantly marrying each other about, like, they got a good defense, we have to have a good defense. So they went and just they they loaded up. So I would put it – this weekend's test with the Ravens is the biggest one. I think the Chiefs are beatable, but if they get ahead of you, just like the Ravens, if they get ahead of you, you're done. I think I think the Chiefs are even more powerful than the Ravens. Yeah. Although the Ravens have much better defense, but it just feels like they can go to the air too. See, uh, I don't, yeah, and I don't buy the Ravens passing game this year even know. more than last year. Last year was a surprise. This year it's not surprising anybody. It's like the UFC. The Ravens can beat the Steelers. The Steelers can beat the Chiefs and the Chiefs can beat the Ravens, but none of the others really fit in. I think the Steelers can play with the, the Ravens well because they can stop the run so well. But the Devin Bush injury is going to come up. That's going to be big. But going back to the other stuff, I don't see anybody coming out of the East at all. I think the Bills will kind of flatten out their average at best. Jets, Patriots, and Dolphins are all – the Dolphins are probably the team to watch in that division over the next few years. Well, it's going to depend on Tua, right? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's coming. That's His big start is this week. Yeah. Uh, some people are talking about uh, Fitz Magic and how he's taken up, but he always starts out a season on fire yeah. and then just completely deflates. You, like a team should just grab him. Every year to four start games. before their four or five games before their rookie quarterback starts. He is going to be the greatest thing that's ever happened to ESPN or the NFL network when he comes out because he's hilarious. Yeah, he is, he is Harvard educated, brilliant, funny, 
just uh, really smart, articulate, and, and really quick. I think he's going to be an awesome broadcaster. Something like, it may be a studio guy, but he's going to be really good. Yeah. And I, I think he's awesome. He's, he's, what, he's great for the game because that guy just, he was clapping for Tua. He's happy he got the job. He knows his role. He knows what Did you he, see how he talked about, though, that he, you think that was for show? Did you hear how he was, like, saddened about, he was talking about how it, 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 it really hurt him? that he was taken out. He was talking about that. Well, he, yeah, but he's, it's legitimate. It's real. He's happy for the other guy. He realized his career has always been what it is, but he's made take a that career. career. He's gotten, he's been paid a lot of money to, to be really good for four or five games a season. Right. And, and have, he, uh, no pressure on him. Really. He's always played for teams. It's like, if I'm in, we don't really, we're not Super Bowl bound. We might be okay, but he's, he's a, he's a Charlie batch. The Steelers had Charlie batch for years. There's, He's Don Strock, Gary Kubiak. There's always that guy that was just a really good backup that you couldn't really rely on as a starter, but you just loved him as your backup. And there aren't many back. You live around the NFL. I thought the Cowboys going into the season probably had the best backup quarterback situation going. Yeah. And that evidently wasn't the case, but they're yeah, in trouble. I don't, I don't even, they don't just look like they've quit. I, I Part of it makes me wonder if they're – this is a like a Dak thing. Like they love, like they talk about how much Dak was loved in that locker room. Yeah. Um, that once he went down, they're like, eh, we, you know, we don't want to. They we, we, we want him to make his money and. That Cleveland game I watched, their defense wasn't even trying. No, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> they're gone. Yeah, and that's bad. So, there. Did you see the uh, the breakdown that it is very feasible? I talked with Rich about this. It is. It is not far fetched at all uh the to have the team that wins the nfc east be four and 12 right yeah it's feasible isn't that crazy because they're so evenly bad that it's pretty reasonable to assume they all go three and three in the division nobody but that's what's good about the new playoff uh setup right that you can boot a division winner uh i don't think that there's also feasible that every every team in the NFC West makes it to the playoffs with the extra team. That's what the, that's the side of it that that's Which is uh, great. I think that's great. If there's a, well, especially if you've got a team like you know, it's it's not going to happen that they're four and twelve, but I would say six and ten is very reasonable to assume. Nobody in that NFC East is going to win outside of their division. Not one team. The Eagles might squeak a win out if they play the Jets. I don't think if they I don't think they're playing those teams. But you have to play really – I think the Bengals are better than everybody in that division. I think – I don't see anybody – there are four cellar dwellers in the same division. It could be a 6-10 and 10 at best 7-9 and nine division winner. And there's a team in the NFC West that could be, you know, 9-7 and seven that's, that's on the outside looking in because you got to get this division winner in. It's, that's garbage. You have to have a winning record to play. Right. I think – I think I, I agree that it should, but that's – you can't get in there at six and ten and, and just make a mockery of it. When you know, how many teams that have been the six seed? There's two that have won a Super Bowl and several that have challenged or at least knocked people out. So that NFC East is the joke of the NFL this year, and the, and also the Atlanta Falcons, who I actually hate and feel sorry for at the same time. I don't you, know. <laughs> you can't do that. It's impossible. Yeah, it's like going to the funeral of somebody you hate and crying. I feel so bad for that team. Hmm. Hmm. All right. I just got a text from my son. He's lost. Uh oh. No, he's 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 looking around in the um, house. Say that again. In the house. Well, he takes naps at the worst times, so nobody's around in the house. Right? Did you just put a full burrito in your face? <laughs> in your face. Let's let it go. We'll wait for your son to find himself. No, I just I I just don't want him to hurt somebody. You know. Is that, is that a possibility? <laughs> Including himself, yeah. I mean, he's—you don't know with Joey. You don't know he's, he's Italian. You know, he just might take somebody. Where the fuck is my family? I'm lost. You don't want to see me fucking lost. I'll fucking kill you. So let's uh, before we get going here, I wanted to hit the uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, let's let's talk about that game a little bit. The Cardinals versus the Seahawks because that DK Metcalf play is wow, maybe so my awesome. favorite play of all time. And a hundred memes that I've gotten. Unreal. What no. What did you say? I said there's been a hundred memes that I've gotten, and I've loved every one of them, even though they lost. I'll take the loss with all those memes. 
Man, that was the most fun ever. Watching him get into an, another gear, you saw it. I saw it on the replay because I, I, as it was happening, because I watched the team, like John says. So I'm like, oh, here comes DK. Yeah. And I, I didn't think he'd catch him, but when he was gaining on him, I'm like, he's going to catch him. The best, the best part of that play is Buda Baker turning around, and you can literally hear, what the fuck? Because no <laughs> yeah. he thought he was getting caught. He actually turns to look back because he hears that freight train. It no, made, he, he looked at the big screen. Yeah, and he turned like, that can't be right. Somebody <laughs> that can't that. be right. <laughs> Objects in mirror look clo- are closer <laughs> than they appear. PK is closer than he appears, but that was amazing. And it made it felt Bo Jackson like, didn't it? Like Bo yeah. Jackson. Yeah. That's a very good comparison because it was because it, it took a terrible play and made you go, wow, the Seahawks. I think even uh, the, even more so than the ability, the just the effort. I think oh. for somebody to do that, thinking he has to believe that he can catch up to him. And make that tackle. And the, the the Cardinals didn't even score on that drive, right? So nope. that was a huge he play. Stuffed them on fourth down. That was huge. 14-point swing. Yeah, it was massive. And also the thing, like we were talking about with the Cowboys quitting, you see teams that are the also-rans, and you see teams that are caving or packing it in. They don't have that effort. In a loss, the most memorable part of that game is DK Metcalf saying, no, this isn't happening. And that's coaching, that's franchise, that's, uh, you know, the, the structure built in Seattle. And you just realize that team, as it's built, is – they're a winner. Like, they're you can't so count them out. The Cardinals played a great game. I still don't buy the Cardinals, and I think they fade because they're defense. But that was amazing. The Cardinals feel a lot like uh, the Raiders to me, where they have moments where you're like, oh, they could be – Really, really good, but at the same time, you go, ah, something's there's just some pieces missing at this point, but they're fun to watch at the right times. But I, I hate to say it because I don't know if uh, if Kyler has the same well, he doesn't have the same demeanor as Wilson, but I remember w- with the guys on our show in Wilson's third year, maybe his fourth year, I know it's his third year because they were in the playoffs and getting texts from the guys going. All right, all the crap that I gave you about taking Wilson, he wasn't going to be a quarterback. That guy can play, and that's what I got on Sunday night. He still needs some seasoning, obviously, obviously, but because he can be shut down. But my defense wasn't going to do it. But Murray's legit. I mean, have you seen the memes of him and Russell switching jerseys? <laughs> where Russell's got a, a tiny little children's jersey, toddler jersey, right? And then they've shrunk Kyler Murray into like this tiny. He's got this gigantic Russell Wilson jersey, and they're just in their pads. It's hilarious looking because he's so little and it's. Yeah, cool. I've taken pictures next to both of them. He's maybe an inch shorter than Russell Wilson. Now Russell Wilson is built like a truck, mm-hmm. but he's little. Yeah, I, I the Cardinals are the team that like they're good, but they'll lose to um, the Falcons. They'll have a game where you're like, "What happened?" Right. Right. You know, it, Detroit. For, for five years, you're like, yeah, Detroit. They lost to Detroit. And it's like, how did you – you're going to have a few games slip through your fingers that are going to keep you out of this tight race. And you might be that fourth team in the NFC West at nine and seven at the end because you had stupid games. But they played their asses off in a game that – it looked like Seattle was just off. And that's the scary part about the Seahawks. They were off and scored, what, 34 points. Yep. Four Russell five. Wilson throwing those moon balls is just <laughs> so much fun. Did you, all they can like, talk about. Well, Tyler Murray threw that deep ball, and you saw the arc. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was a nice arc. But then you watch Russell Wilson just throw it up, and it goes straight down. It's it's beautiful. He, nobody, nobody uses gravity like <laughs> Russell Wilson. With the exception of NASA, nobody uses gravity like Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah, they're, they're fun to watch. That Seahawks team's dangerous. I think they're by far the class of the NFC. I don't see much. Like, the Saints aren't scary. Tampa Bay's the team that I sit back and just worry about all day long because not yet, but eventually I think they will be the best in the NFC. The San Antonio Brown thing. That, although, is somewhat of a reach to me because they didn't need him. Yeah, but with COVID and injuries, there's more injuries than ever because there was no preseason. And, and I, you know, and people are... I don't know. I, I take 
uh, this with a grain of salt because the, you know they're using that as the reasoning. But you, a lot of guys are getting into shape in the off season and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know. I think it's just some some but dumb luck too. Antonio Brown, a guy you worry about bringing COVID into the building. <laughs> yes, maybe they got him in a bubble. <laughs> you have to gotta be bubble. That's what's popping. Antonio bubble. That's what's popping. They got me living in this bubble. I'm trapped in the bubble. <laughs> I like that. Zoom memeing. <laughs> pretty good at it. Zoom. Did you say memeing or miming? What did What did you just say? It's a zoom memeing. You did say memeing. memeing? Yeah, like a like a meeting. Only you're miming. Yeah, you know what's called memory. Right? Oh, I see what you put the. Okay, I I just didn't wasn't as advanced as you. You know what? I did, did you just save that off the cuff because it you screwed it up or? I said it on purpose. Zoom memeing instead of a meeting. Okay. But I, I go straight to the word meme. You go straight to the word powder, and that's the problem. <laughs> a powder is what, which is what you're doing right now. You're pouting. No, <laughs> powder. Uh, yeah, powerful. I, I'm I powerful. Anton- Antonio Brown going to the Bucks could just be as uh, because they can just say, "Ah, we're done with you, motherfucker. Get out of here." They don't. Arians already said that. Yeah, he said it once. You're right, Rich. He already said. Ask this guy's not coming in here. We don't need that shit. This goddamn diva locker room. And then two weeks later, we're signing Tony Brown. I changed my mind. <laughs> Fuck you, press. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't get the whole movement there. But yeah, the Bucks and the Seahawks and the NFC are. You know, I think it's just insurance. I think it's everybody's. Mike Evans isn't still isn't a hundred percent there. You know, and you just don't know who you're going to lose. He's so they're like, what the hell? Five points against a good team. Yeah. They don't need it, so you're adding. You're adding like Odell Beckham. You're adding guys. You got to find the time for. Unless, unless when you take you bring them on, you go. Listen, I think Tom Brady's the uh, a factor though. Tom Brady, if Tom Brady decides not to pass you, you just go. Sorry, uh, I guess I wasn't open enough. I'm sorry, Mr. Brady. There's a reason Antonio Brown lasted a week in New England. There's a reason, and Tom Brady and him might have gotten along, but there's a reason. And it isn't because he had stuff off the field because he had it before they signed him. Something happened there nobody knows. Yeah, that's always. So, we'll see. I, I just I, – I question whether Bruce Arians can go to Antonio and go, you need to shut up. I don't think he's got that gear. And God forbid he has a 10-reception, 160-yard game. Because <laughs> look out. Because yep. he'll be FaceTiming the post-game speech. Oh, yeah, he'll, it's a mess. Put that down, God damn it. <laughs> As I'm talking about, Daddy, what are you, you, what are you, what are you streaming at on there? Uh, you're on Snapchat. Is that what you're doing? One of them Zoom memes. <laughs> Zoom memes. <laughs> <laughs> you ever Zoom meme, Daddy? Yeah, that's when you're miming during a Zoom meeting. That's okay. Bruce Arians, if you just got tired of the press and just, I'm gonna do some miming. <laughs> look at look at what I'm doing here, Daddy. I'm running in the wind, you motherfucker. <laughs> Please, just once. Right now, I'm trapped in a right, right, you know. Look at me. I'm trapped in a box here, Tommy. Tommy, you see me trapped in a box? Uh, now I'm now I'm cli- I'm pulling a rope, Daddy. You mother guys know moomin shots? You moomin shots. That's worse than powder. <laughs> you motherfucker is my favorite close to a sentence. Yeah, I about to do a little Marcel Marceau, motherfucker. <laughs> That I just did to get the laugh out of you. Silent motherfucker, fucking mine. All right, let's wrap it up. We we went. We were. We decided we were going to make this thing a short little treat, and what it ended up being is a seven course meal, Daddy. Eating a lot of cheese. Yeah, make it happen. Enjoy. Look. Good luck with your shoulder. Thanks, man. Two of them. Just one. I only want one to do well. The other one, I'm not. I don't want it to heal at all. I'll take it. When do you find out about if you're doing surgery or not? We're we're way off. It's a long time out. You can't even get a doctor's appointment. They tell you, we'll either get you in Friday or March. I I got right in. You want me to get you a shoulder guy? You got in for my shoulder, you son of a bitch. I got in for your shoulder. (laughs) You just always taking my shit. A lot of people. (laughs) A lot of people. Yes. You hacked my injury. I hacked your injury. Perfect. (laughs) No, it's uh, I don't know. We'll see. It's been an, it's been about six years of pain, but it's gotten to the point now where it's it's keeping me up. I can't I can't do this anymore. Yeah. So what do you do while you wait for surgery? Just sleepless nights? 
complain? Yeah, you bitch a lot. And you know what? They, you know, doctors suggest painkillers all the time, and I just don't do it. So, well, you had that experience with your back the first time, so I can understand that. Oh, you had a back, and now you got a shoulder. I, yep. He was affected by a back. He came back from that well, but now he's got two shoulders. We'll assess that as the week goes on. He'll be limited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, yeah, the shoulders are no good, but I'll fix it. Give me one better, and I'm happy. But that cryo I did today was great. Nice, getting a nice. Book. All right, uh, Gary V. Bonus episode in between uh, football recaps, I guess. And medical talk. And medical talk. <laughs> and Danny Hey, give me a little Marcel Marceau. Give me a little motherfucking Marcel Marceau on the way out, Daddy. Come on, pressure Marcel Marceau to you motherfuckers. <laughs> He's in a box, but he doesn't give a shit. But That's anyway. Hopkins. Yeah, give me a little DeAndre Hopkins out there, Daddy. <laughs> We didn't even get into that. Was he wrong? No. Uh, I don't even know what happened. I just saw he, that. He drove past the Trump parade and then started to brake check the parade and like and make him stop. And then he just flipped off these people and they took pictures and then he took off. My not, only thing, Not in any way antagonized uh, before that? Completely antagonizing. It was oh, a, well, then that's... I it mean, was that's, a big move, but here's my problem with it. And I'm not by any means uh, a supporter of the left or the right. But if you're flying a flag and I've seen it and I've got pictures of it that says Trump 2020, fuck your feelings. You can't be upset when a guy flips you off. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, I mean, you're going to play the classless route. That, and I think the Democrats have been more classless shouting about how classless the Republicans are, uh, that there's just no argument for either side. It's like when your kids are banging heads and they're both wrong and just say, shut the fuck up. Both of you go to your rooms. You're idiots. Um, you can't be, you can't scream. I can't believe he did that when you're no more bullshit flags are flying on your house and your Confederate because flags and everything and else. Confederate flags and all the, you're trying to get people to flip you off. And when they do, you, you cry. Right. It's, well, that's it, because real life has become Twitter. That's all that is. Which is why I don't want anything to do with either. Wow. No, it's just, it's gotten to the point where you just look around and you're like, is this, is any of this, can we put this toothpaste back in the tube? No. Harry Hopkins can be mad and flip you off and then his coach can say, don't do that, please. You represent the Cardinals. That was classless. Don't do it. Okay. But he's allowed to do it. It looks stupid. He looked dumb. He, he pays the price. But you can't be mad as a Trump fan when somebody throws the finger and you're like, oh, real classy move, dude. Right. And put your Confederate Because Trump's the first one to give the bird. He's like, take a look at this. Here we go. Can you imagine if that was the one thing? Hey, that's the only governor he has, is that he hasn't gone right. Fuck you to anybody in his four years. And he should. <laughs> and that's how we end. 